When making your holiday playlist, what songs just have to be there for you? How about, well, there's no place like home for the holidays? Or maybe Frosty the Snowman, that jolly happy soul. Roger asked me the other day, what did one snowman say to the other? I said, I didn't know. He said, I smell carrots. Winter Wonderland could be on the playlist. Jingle Bell Rock, Silent Night, Last Christmas, Oh Holy Night, or Hark the Herald Angels Sing. One little boy thought the lyrics were God and sinners dressed in style. One of our members, Ben Middleton, insists on the little drummer boy. Makes me want to give every family with a newborn at home a drum for Christmas. It might not be your favorite, but you can't beat Carrie Underwood's five-year-old son Isaiah singing it with her. can't help but bring a smile to your face hearing the word dwum. You got to love the joy with which he sings with his hands in the air and her joy just seeing him sing or the often overlooked little cowbell boy. For 20 years the top Christmas song in the Billboard charts has been Mariah Carey's All I Want for Christmas is You. But in recent weeks, Mariah has been dethroned from the number one slot by a 78-year-old from Lithonia, Georgia, who just recently joined TikTok to sing her song with cameos from Tanya Tucker and Trisha Yearwood. You will get a sentimental feeling when you hear who it is. Brenda Lee has finally topped the charts with Rockin' Around the Christmas Tree. Voices singing, let's be jolly. Deck the halls with boughs of holly. She recorded the song when she was in her early teens, maybe even 12 years old, close to the age of Mary, who sings her number one Christmas hit, The Magnificat, in our scripture passage for today. Mary's just been told by the angel that she will have a baby conceived by the Holy Spirit. Then the angel breaks all HIPAA rules by telling Mary that her older cousin Elizabeth is already six months pregnant. Mary's response would later be quoted by a band that once opened for Brenda Lee in 1962. Let it be. Let it be with me according to thy word. As Mother Mary speaks those words of wisdom, let it be. After Mary says, let it be, the angel departs from her and the good news from the Gospel of Luke begins our lesson in chapter 1, verses 39 to 56. In those days, Mary set out and went with haste to a Judean town in the hill country where she entered the house of Zechariah and greeted Elizabeth. When Elizabeth heard Mary's greeting, the child leaped in her womb. And Elizabeth was filled with the Holy Spirit and exclaimed with a loud cry, Blessed are you among women, and blessed is the fruit of your womb. And why has this happened to me, that the mother of my Lord comes to me? For as soon as I heard the sound of your greeting, the child in my womb leaped for joy. And blessed is she who believed that there would be a fulfillment of what was spoken to her by the Lord. And Mary said, my soul magnifies the Lord and my spirit rejoices in God my Savior for he has looked with favor on the lowly state of his servant. 
Surely from now on all generations will call me blessed. For the Mighty One has done great things for me and holy is His name. Indeed, His mercy is for those who fear Him from generation to generation. He's shown strength with His arm. He has scattered the proud in the imagination of their hearts. He has brought down the powerful from their thrones and lifted up the lowly. He's filled the hungry with good things and sent the rich away empty. He has come to the aid of his child Israel in remembrance of his mercy. According to the promises he made to our ancestors, to Abraham and to his descendants forever. And Mary remained with her about three months and then returned to her home. This is the good news according to Luke. Let us pray. Gracious and loving God, help us to receive your good news with joy into our hearts and lives. Amen. You ever had to make haste? This soon-to-be Mother Mary doesn't know what to do with the news she's received, so she goes to seek wise counsel and does so with haste. With the kids on Christmas Eve, we'll use our running arms to make haste, just like the shepherds do when they hear the good news. I imagine her run walking as Mary does more than a marathon. Tradition tells us it was about 88 miles from her home in Nazareth to the hills outside of Jerusalem where Zechariah and Elizabeth lived. I imagine Mary is unsure, somewhat fearful of what is to come. She needs someone older and wiser, someone more experienced to guide her, to coach her through this challenging time. And Elizabeth is six months ahead. When she finally gets to Zachariah's house, she bursts in to greet Elizabeth. And upon hearing Mary's voice, the baby Elizabeth is carrying leaps for joy. Can you picture a very pregnant Elizabeth grabbing Mary by the hands as they begin to dance around, rocking around the Christmas tree together? Elizabeth has been praying for a baby, but Mary, Mary was just a teenager minding her own business when all this starts. Mary must have been asking, why has this happened to me? And Elizabeth reminds her that new life is good news, bursting into song. I hear her singing, blessed are you among women and blessed is the fruit of your womb. And why has this happened to me that the mother of the Lord comes to me? For as soon as I heard the sound of your greeting, the child in my womb leaped for joy. And blessed is she who believed that there would be a fulfillment of what was spoken to her. You get the idea. Then Mary gets into the act as well singing, all I want for Christmas is you. Singing, my soul magnifies the Lord and my spirit rejoices in God my Savior for he has looked with favor on the lowly state of his servant. Surely from now on all generations will call me blessed for the mighty one has done great things for me and holy is his name. They both burst into singing. Joy is building up from inside Elizabeth and that joy is so contagious that Mary starts to feel it too. In order to deal with the contagions of our time, I had my shots the other day for COVID, one in each arm. And even though joy is contagious, I find today that some folks seem to be inoculated against joy. And many for good reason. Life has been so hard for them. Loss has been so overwhelming. They might be asking, why did things go so wrong in my marriage after I sacrificed so much for my spouse? Jonathan Augustine asked that question. Why am I struggling to make ends meet even though I've gotten a raise? And how am I to deal with this diagnosis or this sadness? 
Like Mary, they are asking, how am I supposed to deal with this news? Thankfully, Mary is blessed to have a coach like Elizabeth to walk her through these early days of pregnancy and confusion. Like the blockage that David Melton dealt with last week, we often have things that seem to block us from experiencing true joy. Although David Melton does have joy, one fellow was drowning in too many responsibilities at the end of the year. He found himself devoid of any Christmas spirit. During a cold Christmas December day, he stopped at a red light, and as he sorted through his long list of onerous tasks, a beat-up sedan pulled up next to him, and behind the wheel was Santa Claus, just bubbling over with joy, bouncing with the radio, and then Santa started belting out the song on the radio, Sweet Caroline, bum, bum, bum. And then he realized he had an audience and Santa turned and looked at the struggling man. He looked at him straight in the eye and shouted, Merry Christmas, bum, bum, bum. And as he drove out of sight, his song and enthusiasm lingered, lifting the man's spirits and officially kicking him back into a place of joy. Desmond Tutu suggests that there are ways to unblock and unstuck our lives when we can't seem to find or experience joy. He and his team call it self-distancing, an effort to think more clearly, moving from being reactive to reflective, from pouncing to pondering. Being joyous is not denying our circumstances, but looking at them through a different lens. The first thing you do is to take a deep breath. Breathe in the Holy Spirit. Think about a problem or predicament you are facing and then the first thing is to write down what you think is going on, what you are struggling with. Put it down on paper. What exactly is bothering you? What's keeping you from living into joy? Keeping you from having a song in your heart and rocking around the Christmas tree? They suggest that you then rewrite the problem and instead of saying I or me or my, you describe the problem as though it were happening to someone else. Put your name in the problem, sort of seeing the problem in third first person. Phil can't seem to or Phil is struggling with. And then ask yourself, what advice would you give to Phil? We are often easier on other people who ask our advice than we are on ourselves. And we would never say some of the things we say to ourselves to other people. Then they suggest you ask the question, what will this issue look like a week from now? Imagine the problem a month, a year, a decade from now. Will you remember it in a year? What will you have learned? I know there have been some things that have happened since I've been here that made me lose sleep when they were happening. But for my life, I can't bring them to mind today. And finally, Tutu and his team suggest taking a God's eye view of your dilemma, to look down from above, to imagine what God might think of your predicament. How might God see your fears and frailties? For Mary and Elizabeth, God saw the possibilities in them, even when they didn't see it in themselves. Ponder how God might see a bigger picture than you do in this present moment. Look down from above and see your dilemma anew, self-distancing for a new perspective. Mary's wise enough, even at her young age, to head to the hills for help, for comforting, coaching, and encouragement of Elizabeth, to get perspective, distancing herself from that hometown gossip. Elizabeth tells her, you are confused, yes, but you are blessed. I'm blessed and lucky to have you in my home. I wonder if we greeted each person to come into our homes or our offices this Christmas with that kind of welcome, how would our lives look this holiday? 
like Doug from the movie Up. I just met you and I love you. You are a blessing to me and to my home and to this church and to this team and to my life, choosing to greet one another with great joy. The trouble is, is that people either wait for joy to happen to them, I'm just waiting for joy, or they go out looking for joy, sometimes in dangerous and thrill-seeking behaviors, thinking if I just do this, it will bring me joy, or if I just get this for Christmas, I'll have joy. Can I tell you a secret? Joy is not something you have to wait for or go out looking for. Joy is something that can begin, you can begin to have right here, right now. Happiness depends on happenings. And yes, there are moments of elation that we feel in positive experience, but true joy grows inside of us. And that was what was happening for Elizabeth and Mary. Joy leapt inside of Elizabeth, reminding her new life was possible. She wanted Mary to know this too, as Mary allowed Jesus to grow inside of her. Maybe that's what we all need this Christmas. To allow Jesus to grow more fully inside of us. Bringing us joy from the inside out. O holy child of Bethlehem, descend to us, we pray. Cast out our sin and enter in. Be born in us today. When I was a child, there was a plaque above my bed with our nighttime prayer. You know it. Now I lay me down to... Sleep, I pray the Lord my soul to keep. If I should die before I wake, I pray the Lord my soul to take. Wow, that's a tough prayer for a little kid. But it reminds me that even today, that waking up each day is a gift. And we can choose joy before our feet even hit the floor. This might surprise you, but I wake up ready to go every day when my feet hit the floor. That doesn't mean there isn't some pain in my life and in my body. But my body reminds me of pain every morning. But do you pray for joy for the day when you wake up? My wife Elizabeth needs a cup or two of coffee to remember the joy that I know she feels. If you're not feeling joy yet this season, let me remind you that our greatest joy is when we seek the good of others. In fact, the more we turn toward others, the more joy we experience. And the more joy we experience, the more we turn toward others. Not all I want for Christmas is you, but all I want for Christmas is you to thrive. All I want for Christmas is a deep joy found by investing in the lives of others. I visited with Andrew Chastain, one of our church members, at a Christmas party this week. I was telling him about our Project Grace initiative, which pays for our seminary residents here, like Joy and Nicole, Brooks and Beth, Gabby, and Charlotte and Osti before them. Several of our members have made gifts to make this happen and he began to tell me about Cristo Rey schools and their mission. While he was working in Chicago, Andrew had interns from Cristo Rey. There was such a joy in his voice as he told me about the program. Cristo Rey sends high school students out as interns for your businesses. He bubbled over with how transforming it was for him, for them, and for his office. As these inner city Catholic schools began to rethink their mission in the last several years, they needed to do something differently. So they partnered with local businesses offering internships. A high school student spends one day a week working at a business, learning the skills they need to join the workforce, transforming them and their families. The mission of Cristo Rey is this. Cristo Rey Atlanta Jesuit High School is a Catholic learning community that educates young people of limited economic means of any faith or creed to become men and women for and with others. Through a rigorous college preparatory curriculum integrated with a relevant work study experience, students graduate prepared for college and life. 
Do you need a series of interns that could change you and your workplace? You ought to see the joy on their faces when a business drafts them to work with them. The more we turn toward others, the more joy we experience. The more we invest in others, the more joy is created in the world. Mary turned toward Elizabeth and was wrapped and embraced in arms of joy. And the infant John, leaping within her womb, so glad to hear Mary's voice. Mary's voice would then sing of how her baby would turn the world upside down. So rather than doing what brings you joy, bring joy to what you do. It is a way of seeing the world. One day two little boys were playing and one asked the other, wouldn't you hate to wear glasses all the time? And the other little boy responded, not if they were the kind my Grammy wears. She sees how to fix a lot of things. She sees lots of nice things to do on rainy days. She sees when folks are tired and sorry and what will make them feel better. And she always sees what you meant to do, even if you hadn't gotten things just right. I asked her one day, Grammy, how can you see that way all the time? And she said, it was that way that she learned to look at things as she grow, grew older. So it must be her glasses. Glasses more than half full of joy. Maybe the gift you need for Christmas is to find a new way of seeing. Elizabeth helped Mary to see her situation more clearly, and that's what good coaches do. Several years ago, the high school basketball coach in Chalmette, Louisiana, got a call. Coach Stockton, there is this really tall kid walking through our neighborhood. Do you know him? You need to go meet him. So Stockton started driving around St. Bernard Parish looking for this young man. He finally tracked down this 6'11", 8th grader. Then Stockton found the boy's mother to pitch her on Chalmette as a place for her son to go to high school. At that time, Mitchell Robinson was relatively new to basketball, and the coach made Robinson and his mom two promises. You will graduate from high school, and you will qualify to play basketball at the next level. The one thing I tell everyone, Stockton said, is that Mitchell Robinson was always the first one in the gym every day and the last one to leave the gym every day. He and his coach grew close, spending so much time together. He even got close to Stockton's wife, who he called Mama. As a senior at Chalmette High, Robinson averaged 25.7 points, 2.6 rebounds, and six block shots per game, earning All-American honorable mention. The New York Knicks picked Robinson with the 36th overall pick in the second round of the 2018 NBA draft and he has since developed into one of the league's best rebounders and paint defenders. But then Stockton's wife, Dawn, became ill, and as she battled cancer, Robinson visited her every day, and he was often seen at her bedside. Dawn Stockton died this past September, leaving Coach Stockton a lost and wandering man. So Mitchell Robinson called him and said, Coach, there's no reason to stay down there in Louisiana. You come to New York and enjoy yourself and get your mind straight because I know how much you, you loved your wife. They'd been together for 31 years. So now these two are roommates in New York City, giving his coach a home for the holidays, helping him to reawaken the joy that he once knew in the wake of his wife's death. And it has even improved Robinson's game, helping him to get better on and off the court. You can see the deep joy they both feel as they talk about being roommates in New York. Sometimes the player is the one who reminds the coach of who they are called to be. But just this week, Robinson was injured and will be out recovering from an ankle injury for eight weeks. And yet who will take care of him? 
Coach Butch Stockton. Friends, I truly believe that joy can be coached, but we have to practice it. In fact, you can't coach what you haven't practiced. It is only when you allow Jesus to grow inside of you that you will have the strength to practice it at all, at all. For it is not by our strength that we live for others, but through the Jesus growing inside of us. Maybe joy isn't Jesus, others, you. Maybe joy is Jesus overtaking you. Jesus growing inside us allows us to practice joy every day before our feet hit the floor despite the pain. Elizabeth coached Mary into practicing joy as joy leapt within Elizabeth. You don't have to wait for Santa to show up singing Sweet Caroline to find joy. Allow joy to be born in you this day. Will you practice joy this week even if it's just you and your dwum? I played my best for him, pa-rum-pa-pum-pum. That's what a good coach might tell you. Play your best for him. Play your best for the child born in us today. And then you will know joy. Friends, it's been about six months since I lost my mom. And you probably remember that in her final days, she was really struggling. And she missed her pain medication during a period of time right after all of her family had gathered around. And I said to her, I said, Mom, it's time for your pain meds. And she said, I don't need any pain meds. I'm just so full of joy. May we choose joy as we walk toward Christmas together. Amen.